Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to The Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron. And I am Kevin Hennigan. And we will be talking Week 10 hype machine and predictions this evening. Oregon versus USC, Utah versus Washington, and Florida versus Georgia in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. We will premiere our brand new segment, Hot Route. This is... The two drink minimum. All right. Well, then let me get out the clock. And it is, I believe, time. We can't all have the same picks on these. I believe it is time for the clock. And I believe it is time for the new segment known as Hot Route. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot Route. I don't. What is Hot Route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Vince Vaughn bringing us in there, Dan. Vince Vaughn bringing us in on Hot Route. So here's what we're going to do. Here's how this is going to go. We have uh, the remainder of our episode, 30 seconds on the clock. <laughs> there's no way that we st- – there's not going to be like a bell or anything. I, I'm putting the alarm, dude. Let's do like a let, – yeah, let's go with a timer. Yes, timer is where it's at. 30-second timer. I'm not going to pay attention to the timer. It's going to go off, I think, unless it's really annoying in the mic, and then we'll just make sure that that's not what what happens. Um, So 30 seconds on the clock to talk about each game. Uh, We have, I believe, nine games. Uh Uh-oh. All right, I'll try to be ready. with the spread. Oof. I don't know any of the spreads. You're going to have to tell me. I'm going to tell you the spreads. Your 30 seconds starts after I tell you the spread. I don't like that. This is too much pressure. Come on. Oh, you should probably go first. What are we talking? All right, you got a game for me to start with? Do you, Do you need Do you need a moment? No, I'll be okay. <laughs> do you need a moment? I'm gonna collect myself. I need a quick timeout. Do you want me to go first? Well, we start, what are we go? talking about? Just tell me the game. Let's go. Here we go. I sent you a list at some point. You did. All right, ready? Georgia Southern at Appalachian State. Appalachian State favored by sixteen and a half. You're on the clock. Well, I, I haven't missed a Georgia Southern game this year. Um, so this is a great one to start with with everybody else who's listening out there. I'm taking App State. They're undefeated right now, I believe, correct? Uh, they, uh, they are. They are. Okay, so we got to pay attention to App State there. I'm taking App State this week because you know who's going to get in the end zone again this week for App State. Tommy Hennigan, the Greensboro, North Carolina native. Tommy Henny. Tommy Hennigan. Great name, getting in the end zone. Out of time. App State wins by 20-something. Out of time. I have got Georgia Southern. Uh, App State's head coach's name is Drinkowitz. Top 30 offense, top 30 defense. Give me App State to cover at home with Tommy Hennigan. The alarm's annoying. Done. Did you know they had Tommy Hennigan out there at receiver? The kid started all 13 games last year. He's a nice contributor. Tommy Hennigan. Greensboro, North Carolina native. Did you use the rest of my 30 seconds to, to t- say Tommy Hennigan three more times? Tommy. Okay. Tommy. Touchdown Tommy <laughs> Hennigan. My cousin Tommy. All right. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. So we both have App State. Come on. That's boring. Um, West Virginia. I didn't know anybody Patron on Georgia Southern. West Virginia at Baylor. At Baylor. West Virginia at Baylor. Baylor is 17 and a half point favorites. Oof. Go. The turnover is going to be the difference here. Austin Kendall just throws interceptions. He's due. 
Yeah, that Texas game, he threw four. Same kind of thing against this Baylor defense. They capitalized against Oklahoma State with the turnovers. That was the difference there. Give me Baylor big. They're going for style points right now because it does matter for Baylor. With 10 seconds to spare, I have have got Baylor at home, and they cover. Baylor Baylor has a nice recipe. (laughs) Hardly. You can say it. You can say it. Baylor has a nice uh, recipe for winning. They get big plays on offense, and they uh, prevent them on defense. The Bears rank third nationally with 7.6 20-plus yards yard plays per game. Wait, say that again? They rank third nationally with 7.6. 20 plus yard plays per game. There's a lot of numbers. Okay. So they, they rank third nationally in big plays, uh, which is <laughs> bad for West Virginia um, because they allow uh, big plays. But uh, Baylor also prevents the big plays. They've only allowed 23 plays of 20 plus yards or more, and that ranks 12th in the country. West Virginia's offense is terrible. They rank 122 out of 130 teams in offensive plays over 20 yards. Was that, that had to be more than 30 seconds. Uh, you, you gave me your 10. Yeah. That was 40. Okay. Go. Uh, Michigan at Maryland. So we Ooh. both have Baylor. We both have App State. All right, Michigan at Maryland. Maryland me is getting 18 and a half points. This could be 28 and a half points, 38 and a half points. I'm taking Michigan. Michigan monkey off their back with that win against Notre Dame. The running game is going to be the difference. Minnesota went over 300 yards rushing that two-headed monster of Haskins and Charbonnet. They're going to have a field day against this terrible Maryland defense. No piggy at quarterback anymore for Maryland. Jackson's been a mess. They're not going to get pressure on Shea Patterson. Six completions against Notre Dame. Maybe he gets seven or eight this week. But the running game for Michigan, enough for them to win and win convincingly. You went over, but you said pretty much everything that I was going to say. Michigan coming off their best win in the Jim Harbaugh era. 18.5 points is a lot of points for a team that doesn't score to cover. But like you said, that rushing offense, that rushing attack against a supposedly good Notre Dame run defense got it done. Maryland team is outside the top 50 in rushing D. Uh, They're outside the top 100 in passing D. And they're nearly 100 in total defense. I'll take Maryland, uh, Michigan to cover. Quick on Michigan while we're sitting here. Do you think that that win against Notre Dame is one of those wins? Like, I'm a Washington Capitals fan. And when they won the Stanley Cup, they had to get through the Pittsburgh Penguins. And when they finally did that, you could just tell the difference in that entire team throughout the rest of the playoff run. Do you? Uh, so I was thinking about that with Michigan. Do you see something like that where – there's been all this pressure in the top 10 games. Now you had a win like that. An unbelievable win, the way you pounded Notre Dame, which was very highly thought of. I think they were the highest-ranked one-loss team. Is It's something that's not, like, tangible. Do you think that – You know, I think they need to get on a something? roll. I think they need to get on a roll um, that I don't – Playing against Maryland's a pretty nice way to get on a roll. <laughs> Correct. Syracuse. And, and so is Michigan State, but they also need to get that bugaboo off their back. And then you can roll into Ohio State having having kind of hexed two of those things. And it doesn't matter if Michigan State's playing well or not playing well. 
that's another game that you need to get, even win big, just like you did the Notre Dame game, and now you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Uh, you know, the psychology is, is big. I, I, I got you there, and, and uh, I hear you. The next game is Kansas State at Kansas. Okay. Kansas is getting six and a half points. Go. Kansas State at Kansas. Kansas is a tricky team for me because less miles. There's going to be something wacky that goes down there. They're an improved team this year. More than his press conferences. I have a hard time, though, picking Kansas, even in a touchdown. Skylar Thompson will be your difference. You need to just score over 20 points to beat Kansas. You're going to hold Kansas under 20. I believe that Kansas State can put up 27 points to Kansas is 20. Give me Kansas State minus the six points. Skyler Thompson for Heisman. Not bad. Just over 30. I have got my upset alert in this one. I've got Kansas in the Governor's Cup, the Sunflower Showdown. Uh, This is their Super Bowl. Wait, the what? It's called the Governor's Cup, but somebody... Then I saw it referred to as the Sunflower Showdown. I would, that's Kansas not, is the Sunflower State. Uh, it's on their sign when you it. enter the state. I'll take so, your word for it. Yes, I have entered through that state. Very boring state to drive through. So, But, look, this is Kansas' Super Bowl. And if Kansas State has any sort of letdown, which it's tough not to. You just beat Oklahoma, and now you're going into Kansas to beat a team in a rivalry that you've won for the last decade straight. Um, I think the Mad Hatter get him, gets himself a signature win in year one. Watch out for Puka Williams, the sophomore running back for the Jayhawks. That kid is a great blend of power and speed. Uh, and hopefully, this is outside of my 30 seconds, but this is as part of that's what he said from yesterday. Hopefully, we get a post-game comment like this from Les Miles. You think that people leave the stadium will know Kansas? I think they know that phrase. Kansas. Is Kansas even a phrase? Uh, I think they will know that phrase, Kansas. It seems a little bit more now to me. Kansas. He's. I don't even know what that means. He's playing against the state of Kansas, though. I, I don't even know what that means. Is Kansas a phrase? It that, could be. Uh, Kansas covers, and I'll take them to win for my upset alert pick. Well, I'm going Kansas State, so we're different there. What's our next game, Dan? TCU at Oklahoma State. Oh, what's this spread? This would be interesting. Oklahoma State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Three-and-a-half points for Oklahoma State. They're at home. Can you tell me anything about TCU? You got you got all the numbers over there. Is there any? I, I don't you like all these rankings. Anything over? I, I, all right, here we go. I'll I'll give you my thirty seconds yes, first. You start. This is unfair. This is unfair because you get to go first every time. Um, get to or have to go first. Whatever. <laughs> However you're looking at it, I'm sure you're whining and say have to. Um, I got strength on strength, weakness on weakness. OK State is one of the top teams in the country in rushing. TCU is one of the top teams at stopping the run. So there's your strength on strength. TCU is one of the worst teams at throwing the ball. And OK State is one of the worst teams at preventing the forward pass. So here we go. Which which one of those do you think wins out? I'm going to take the home team with the dude named Chuba Hubbard. Done. Give me OK State to cover at home. 
I think Oklahoma State wins this game by one point. So if you told me that the spread was three and a, three three and a half. half, I'm going to have to take TCU plus the three and a half. I think Oklahoma State wins the game by a point. Spencer Sanders, he's been developing. He can avoid turnovers. They win the game. But Max Duggan is a guy that I enjoy watching play. You talked about the TCU defense. They'll keep their team in the game. One point, Oklahoma State wins. So I'll take TCU plus the three and a half. All right. Miami at Florida State. Florida State is a five and a half point favorite. You know what? You should go first on this. First of all, that's a little bit surprising, right? Florida State, a five and a half point favorite. You beat Syracuse. You are going to get the attention <laughs> of the people in Vegas setting the lines. So you beat Syracuse. I can understand why you'd get the hype going around Florida State. The, the hype train. All right, look, this is a classic game. Miami, Florida State. Cam Akers, one of the best five running backs in the nation. But their O-line is bad. Their quarterback is average. Both uh, defenses have athletes up and down, but the Miami defense is actually producing. They're 15th nationally in total D. Florida State is 108. Oof. Um, you know, like wide right one or right, wide right two, this game is close, but without the implications of the classics pass. Give me Mich Miami with the points. I like Miami here too. Miami's getting five-ish points getting five, and a, five points. and a half they talked about a, a team meeting down in miami the players met with manny D some of your uh your leadership on the team met with manny diaz that, that guy's such a leader he's coached like three teams this year so he's he's uh that was an important thing for miami to do that with manny diaz in that role now the players were able to go to him the players then met as a group and they talked about what that meant to them miami's defense has tightened up lately they're good enough against the pass they're when they can shut down teams rushing the ball they win games that's going to have to be the focus against cam Akers. i'll take miami plus the points they went over 30 seconds it was the u <laughs> it's, like the it's u. all about the u give me 10 minutes um old miss at auburn 18 and a half uh-oh you know what this is? That sounds like an upset alert. This got, is an upset you got, alert. You got an upset alert going on over there? A tornado 18, siren. 18 and a half points. Obviously, you want to go first. You're, you're, you're in it to win it. Here. Well, you can tell me first why Auburn's going to win if you want. But this right here, if you heard that, that's an upset alert. <laughs> How come I didn't get one? I didn't tell I, I didn't tell you in advance that I needed one? Oh, I didn't have the sound effect lined up. You didn't have okay. the sound effect lined up. Um, I like Auburn to win. But 18 and a half points is a lot of points for a team that doesn't pass the ball very efficiently, with all due respect to the legend of Bo Nix. Um, I like Auburn to win. I like Old Miss to cover. I think Auburn is getting tired, and uh, 18 and a half points is a lot. It's a ton of points, which is why we have an upset alert here, Dan. Upset alert is picking to win, though. You do yes, know that, I'm right? picking okay. them to okay. win. Okay, okay. Ole okay. Miss over Auburn. This is going to be a letdown game for Auburn this week. I, I love that I finally have a Plumney to root for. We've spent so many years rooting against Plumleys year after year. Just you couldn't stand the family. Now, Cousin John, if he's healthy. So can I get a caveat? He had a little minor procedure done. I don't know what procedures to your knees are minor. 
but he's supposed to be able to go in this game. Do you know, he's one of three players in the SEC averaging more than 100 yards rushing in SEC games. That's their quarterback. That's a very impressive stat to me. There's going to be questions about Bo Nix. They were already bringing up the Joey Gatewood there, right? Joey Gate. What about Joey Gatewood all of a sudden? It's a home game. Bo Nix is going to feel that pressure from their fans. 18 and a half points is way too many, but Ole Miss is going to win this one outright. A letdown game for Auburn coming off of some emotional losses this season. Bad loss for Auburn coming up this weekend. You like it. You like that one. I do like that one. Do you? I don't. No. I I think Ole Miss, though, covers the points. Um, Virginia at North Carolina. You you uh, who I mean you told me to scratch so, these games so now a curveball no 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 I didn't take this one off I took South Carolina off no I'll have to read the text Vanderbilt back. South Carolina although if you could cue up the Derek Mason post game interview probably can't because the tornado siren right now is up and it's not Der- going anywhere <laughs> Der- Derek Mason post game interview after uh, Vanderbilt I think beat South Carolina or no beat Missouri is classic if you haven't heard it pull it up um virginia at north carolina first of all north carolina uh, they should just play all their games at prime time put them on at eight o'clock every single week so that when you're watching that marquee game that doesn't turn out to be that great and you're like ah geez i really wish there was a close game you can just turn over to north carolina because they're playing in a one possession game it's a lock it's a lock every single week um, they've become uh, just must-see TV. This game, Virginia at North Carolina, Mac Brown, Sam Howell. You gotta like what they've both done in their first few year. In their first year, future is bright. Present is exceeding expectations. I'll take UNC to cover at home. ACC Coastal is a mess. It's wide uh, open. It's wide open. It is wide open. I read an article the other day far stretched with regards to Georgia Tech but it was basically focused on how everybody could end up in a tie for the coastal what's the line on that game two and a half oh it uh, give me UNC Bryce Perkins his health is in question he was uh, hobbled in that Louisville loss for them this weekend without Bryce Perkins it's gonna be you know double digit result there the Miami game still sticks in my head with UVA because I was not expecting that and I can't get over that one give me North Carolina there what I saw from UVA on the road at Miami was not good North Carolina wins but it will be close like you said you know it's going to be speaking of Louisville I mean off the cuff these two guys got to be sitting there as as your two front runners for ACC coaches of the year right Scott Satterfield and Mac Brown I mean those are your two guys right it, it's what they've done with their programs, the resurrections with their programs. I, I, I hope the ACC can get it right. I hope the ACC doesn't just go with the Dabo is undefeated narrative because those two guys and what they've done at programs that were dead last year has been very, very impressive. It Congrats to them, and, and those got to be the two leaders in the clubhouse. Last game, my fellas. I mean, you know who I'm going with, so I'll listen to you first. SMU at Memphis. SMU is getting three and a half. That, that was surprising to me. When um, I was looking at some of the lines earlier in the week, I thought I saw that wrong. 
Everybody listens to you. Nobody listens to me. That's, that's There's a reason why they're facts. listening to me. Is SMU is going to be our undefeated team that falls this week in this game on the road. I'm taking Memphis to win by a touchdown. Ooh, okay. Kevin's got Memphis. Uh, you know that I'm a Shane Bouchelle guy. Um, Xavier Jones is a dynamic running back. James Proshi is the best wide receiver nobody's talking about. He's very dynamic. This is a top 10 offense nationally. I'm taking SMU, getting three and a half points. I think they played their close game. They played that game against Tulsa. Oh, three and a half is their, the line now? That was their down game. They played that down game against Tulsa, and uh, I, I've got them learning their lesson. They are the superior team. They are the more talented team. They go into Memphis and uh, at least cover. I think they get it done and win it, but I know that three and a half is not an upset alert pick, so I don't get the tornado. You don't get the siren. No tornado. I think that's all we got, unless you have the Derek Mason quote lined up. I do not. All right, no Derek Mason quote. We'll get it for you next week, or I'm sure you could just go on Twitter and check out Derek Mason's uh, rant after the. Like Henny and Patron's going to retweet that, it's, so if you just yeah, we'll 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 throw that out on a retweet. Our you can visit us on Henny and Patron. That's we established last week in ampersand Henny and Patron on Twitter. Uh, podcast will be linked there too. And uh, just go on, check it out. As always, I am Dan Patron. I'm Kevin Hennigan. And we are the two drink minimum. Cheers. Cheers.